Welcome to Pet Professionals Unleashed at Work and Home. I'm Colleen Pilar. You're about to discover what it means to give yourself the same level of care and compassion that you give animals every day. This show explores the stories of pet professionals just like you, who are making the lives of animals and people better while taking care of their own physical, mental, and emotional needs. So if you want more joy in your life, then hang with me, because this podcast provides the skills, tools, and support that you need to feel your best at work and at home. My guest today is Dr. Meredith Jones, and I have invited her to come talk to me about abundance because that is a topic that is near and dear to her heart. So Meredith, could you start first by introducing us a little bit to you and what you do, and then we'll dive into our subject of abundance. So I am an emergency vet. I live in Richmond, Virginia, and I've been out of school for about 13 years now, and I have a couple of other projects that I work on. Uh, I became really passionate about personal finance as I was paying off my student debt. And I ended up taking a financial coaching course about five years ago. And then I started a Facebook group called Debt Free Vets. And so um, that is for veterinarians and veterinary students. And we talk about personal finance and we talk about student debt. And so started that group and uh, ended up just joining more communities within the profession. And one of those communities was the Uncharted community. And so they talk about business and they talk about marketing. I went to one of their conferences for the first time and met Dr. Phil Zeltzman, who uh, after that became my partner for the Veterinary Financial Summit. And so that's a conference that we put on last September, and we're having another one this year that's going to be virtual uh, September again, and that is about personal finance and practice finance. And we have, uh, in addition to the conference, we have an online community and we have a podcast as well. That is a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And then it all ties back to your own experiences graduating with a, a lot of student debt yourself and how you needed mm-hmm. to set yourself up for success with that debt and, and moving forward from it. That's, mm-hmm. that's correct? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me, do you know like industry standards? Like what is an average amount of vet that that a veterinary student would graduate with? It's probably around in the 180000 range. Mm-hmm. And it's going up every year, and then the debt-to-income ratio goes up every year. Um, and so that's an average across the board, but we're finding that there, there's actually a, there are a lot of vets who are carrying larger debt loads than that. It's, it's really not uncommon for vets to graduate with over 200000 and in some cases over 300000 in student debt. And so there's also a growing population where they have less debt, but I think that's, uh, I think that's probably those folks who were lucky enough that their parents saved up a lot of money for them to go to vet school. Um, And so there, there certainly aren't as many of those. The other thing when we're looking at the average student debt amount is that 
I think it's skewed low because it's based on surveys that the AVMA conducts. And so at the end of uh, fourth year, they conduct a survey and it includes a question about debt. I think a lot of vet students are looking at how much they borrowed rather than how much they owe and not necessarily thinking about how much interest has accumulated on the debt. And so I think that's one reason that 180,000 is, is maybe not as accurate as we would like to have as a number. Yeah. And you mentioned in there um, the debt to income ratio, which which takes our topic and makes it applicable to all pet professionals in all fields, because you could have debt from any number of sources. Mm-hmm. Veterinary debt is obviously huge numbers that that many of us can't imagine short of a house or something. But there are lots of people who are struggling with car debt and other kinds of debt, credit card debts, things like that. Um so can you just explain a little bit the concept of debt to income ratio? Because I, I think that might be something that a lot of people aren't really familiar with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when we're talking about debt to income ratio, we're talking about the amount of debt that you owe. And in a lot of cases in our in, in the veterinary profession, it's uh, it, it's categorized as just your student debt or just your vet student debt um, versus your income. But you could look at that across the board and say, okay, well, well, how much debt do you owe in general versus your income? And so there's different ways of looking at it. But uh, but overall, that's what it means is, is how much debt do you have versus your income? So for example, if a If a vet owed $200,000 in student debt and they made $100,000 a year, that's a two to one debt to income ratio. Thank you. And the word you and I chose was abundance. So here we are talking about debt and and the the constraining feel of debt and how that makes us feel uh, smaller and uncomfortable and tight. Mm -hmm. And abundance is the word that when you and I were talking previously that we were like, that would be a great subject to explore. So tell me, what does abundance mean to you? Mm -hmm. If we're looking at the dictionary definition, then you're usually talking about a copious quality of something, Um, (laughs) copious quantity of something, I should say. And so you're thinking about prosperity. Some people just kind of pigeonhole it and think about just affluence or just wealth, um, which I don't particularly like to do. With Veterinary Financial Summit, we talk about we talk about financial freedom, and then we also talk about whole life success. And so, to me, abundance is that whole life success, and I, I look at it from a bunch of different angles. So, tell me more about that. What does whole life success look like for you? Mhm. Mhm. So so for me it's about okay, so if you want to have abundance then we're not just talking about meeting our needs, right? We're talking about going beyond that. And so if you have abundance then you've got the space in your life to think about how you can grow, how can you make a, a, a bigger contribution, uh, how can you achieve significance or leave a legacy in your life? How can you make a, a true impact on the world? And so that's the way that I think about abundance. Awesome. So so from that perspective of, of abundance being more than just, you know, 
external measures or something that, that can be carefully calibrated or, or um, identified. But looking at it from the perspective of, of choice and freedom and the ability to grow and the ability to have impact. Um, can you tell me what is one thing that makes you feel abundant that has nothing to do with money? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So relationships. Um, and so, so abundance, one way that we can have abundance is with our relationships. So uh, family, friends, uh, relationships with colleagues, um, and, and building those relationships with colleagues and with our team members as well. Um, certainly, that's, that's just one example. If we're taking abundance and we're taking it out of, of the framework of being just money, um, one of the things that we often hear people talking about as the flip side of abundance is scarcity. Are you familiar with the terms like abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you see a scarcity mindset showing up um, in sessions? Like for the people who are attending the Veterinary Financial Summit, where might you see the scarcity mindset playing a role? Yeah, so that's a good question. And so... I think when we're looking at scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset, there's a couple different ways that we can look at it. We can look at it in our own finances, and then and then I can look at it from a business angle as well. So when we're looking at it from the perspective of our own finances, and I talk about this when I do presentations on budgeting, and, and I, I try to get people to kind of let's let's think about it from a different perspective let's think about it as a cash flow plan because when we look at but a budget a lot of people kind of cringe when they hear the word budget (laughs) and shut down because (laughs) (laughs) because they're thinking about they're thinking about budgeting as something that's really constricting and it's something that um okay if i if i create a budget then i've got fewer choices and it's not like that, actually. Uh, if you're creating a budget, you're actually looking at where does your money go? And then you can choose where you want to spend more or where you want to spend less. And mm-hmm. so it's one of the things that Ramit Sethi, who wrote, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, talks about. Uh, and, and he likes to ask people, what do you love spending money on? And talk about the concept. He talks about the concept of spending a lot of money on the things that you love and then spending less money on the things that you don't really care about. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting way to look at it and an interesting way to think about scarcity versus abundance mindset in your own finances is, is okay. Where, where could I have more of what I want, you know? and then not just think about thinking about using coupons and you know, cutting cutting the budget right. as much as possible. So, uh, so that's the way I think about it in finances. And then with business coming from that perspective, what do we prefer? Do we want to have more of a collaborative approach, or mm-hmm. do we want to have more of a competitive approach? And and I really prefer the abundance mindset in business of, okay, where can we collaborate? Because especially when we're looking at the veterinary world, there are enough clients out there 
for all of us. There's there's an abundance yeah. of work <laughs> and there's an abundance of clients. And one, one client, and this also applies to other pet professionals as well, um, one client may resonate with one vet or one pet professional uh, more than they do another or one veterinary practice more than they do another. And so there's, there's enough out there for all of us. Mm-hmm. And while you were talking, it made me think about a vet I was talking to a couple of years ago. And she said, um, I live in Northern Virginia. It's very densely populated. There's a vet everywhere, like all everywhere. Um, And she said the nearest vet to her is literally across a parking lot. Mm -hmm. And one day it turned out they had had an error in their ordering and they didn't have the vet wrap, the, the, uh, I don't know the technical name, but the the stuff that doesn't actually stick to the fur. And they were like, Oh no. And they just sent one of their people across the street and they were like, can we borrow for a couple of days until we get this order straightened out, the people over there were supremely generous and were like, mm-hmm. of course, of course, and sent them back with supplies. And she said, when she called over later, she's like, what do I owe you? And, and they said, you know what? It happens. One day we might be sending someone to your door and let's just consider it uh, a gift. And she said, it would be easy to look at them as my competitor because they're really so close. And she said, but there really are enough dogs and cats for all of us. And for them to support me made me so much more likely to support them and to be, you know, like, of course, helping each other and and being there. And I think that's a, a really good example of how abundance mindset and pieces can really create those relationships that you were talking about. The ones that are sort of built on, um, trust and collaboration and the beauty of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one cool thing that I've heard about that has been going around since COVID started is there are veterinary hospitals that have started sending other vet hospitals in the area, uh, care packages and gift baskets. And they'll say, oh, you know, we just are doing this to do a nice thing. And the only condition is that you do it for another practice in the area. Oh, how sweet. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's such a such an awesome example of abundance too. That that's yeah. a really beautiful example of that I have not heard of that. So uh, we'll have to see when this episode comes out if if anyone can share that that's happened with their practice and that they've been able to pay it forward too. Pay it forward is sort of another example I think of an abundance mindset where mm-hmm. where when someone feels fully resourced they have more time, energy, money, focus, compassion, whatever to give. Um, mm-hmm. And that it really helps and and to be able to manage all the all the areas of your life and not I mean the money piece is a huge one, but um, all of the pieces play into how you're feeling and how you're feeling affects how you're showing up and that's a, a really important piece. So if if somebody were to um, feel like, you know, I think I'm sort of running around with a scarcity mindset. I think I'm sort of narrowly focused and 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 probably in the downside, feeling like I'm constrained by these thoughts. What would be a suggestion that you might have for them to help them broaden that view? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another good question. And I think at some point we just have to realize that there are an abundance of opportunities, you know, out there in the world. 
And it's just because one person is successful, even if even in a little tiny niche field, just because one person is successful doesn't mean that you can't be successful in that same little niche field if you want to mm-hmm. be. Um, and and like I said, there there are some people that just resonate or are attracted to one particular person over another. And that's even within a, a really small niche. And so I think it's more of just being, being aware of that and realizing it and realizing that just because one person is successful, that doesn't take away from your ability to be successful, especially in, in this day and age and everyone being online and, and having, having a lot of opportunities to, from a business perspective to sort of promote ourselves, but then also a lot of opportunity to network with colleagues and, and get to know, get to know people in ways that we couldn't do when we were just in our little towns. Yeah. Which I imagine is one of the big benefits of your debt-free vet group, Mm -hmm. that there is that connection and networking and ability to, to know that there's a shared interest there. Is that what you're finding? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're seeing, we're seeing people connect and, and we've actually got uh, folks from all over the world who are in that group and there's over 7,000 in the group now. And we're seeing people talk about things and have conversations that just weren't happening before. Uh, You know, it used to be that money was sort of a, it was sort of a taboo topic back in 2016, there were organizations that started talking about debt more and started talking about, Hey, we got to try to get our incomes up. If we, if, if we want to be able to retain people in the profession, actually that conversation was going on earlier than that as well, but people weren't exchanging information, you know, and people Mm -hmm. weren't having these, even, even just, even just supportive conversations of, oh gosh, I'm really freaking out about my student debt, or I want to buy a house and I don't know where to start, or I want to own a practice and I don't know where to start. And so just being able to start those conversations and, and hear from people all over the country or in other areas of the world who have had varied experiences. So to being able to connect and talk with, with all of those people, I'm, I'm a huge believer in the power of connection and people having real conversations about real life. I think that that is where our most profound life-changing events typically occur, where we start to see a new possibility that, that often comes up in conversation. And by providing this forum where people can do that, you said there are now 7,000 people in there doing that. Um, that seems to me like a very abundant legacy impact that you're having right now. Do you feel that? Do you feel like, wow, I, I created something. I created something unique and special and important. You know, it's been, it's been great. It's been a, it's been a great journey to see it grow. And it's really, 
it's really about, of course, the the folks who are who are in the group. But but we we did start small, and we we started with a small set of conversations, and and now now we can see where it, it's easy for one person to post, and and we could have you know a, we could have somebody post about, hey, I finally paid off my student debt, and there's hundreds of people who will. Right. respond to that and and like the post or love the post um and so it, it's just it's just great to it's great to be able to to see people making those connections that is really great and and I apologize for putting you on the spot there but I love to champion people particularly women um in moments where they've really made an impact and 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 ask them if they see it because I think so often we don't see it. We don't notice our own ripples because they're hard to see. Um, but you did that. You created that. So I think that was a really important piece. So I celebrated for you, even though I just made you uncomfortable because I could tell by all your body language, it was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, thank you. But <laughs> if 7,000 people are grateful and they're cheering each other on, but they're doing it because you created a space. That, that made that um, a valued and important conversation. So I really appreciate that about you. So if we were um, thinking about like final thoughts for abundance, what what would be uh, a takeaway message for somebody on, on how to just start feeling more abundant or keeping it in their focus? There's a lot of different kinds of abundance. And so a lot of people think of money first, but there's certainly a a whole lot more to it than that. So we've talked about abundance in business. We've talked about abundance in relationships. Um, I think there's there's a way of looking at abundance from a a wellness perspective, um, fitness and eating. Um, So certainly from a wellness perspective as well, um, when we're thinking about our our knowledge base and, and growing that as professionals in our career, there's, there's certainly abundance in, in that, in that way as well. And so there are, an abundance of opportunities out there in the world. And I think if you realize that, and if you're actively participating in your community, then you can increase many aspects of abundance in your life. I think that is absolutely true. Yeah. I, I use a self-care pyramid and, you know, we start with, you know, sort of taking care of your health and your energy because so many people are, are, not, not, not prioritizing that. And that's certainly an area where abundance plays a role and then sort of setting up the creative environment. And there's so many things that you can do to make yourself feel more abundant and and have more resources within that. And then we move to, you know, uh, really prioritizing and strengthening the relationships that nurture you, which is a piece that you had said all the way through, like that you're the people you surround yourself with and mm-hmm. the more comfortable you are to be yourself with them such an important piece. And then the next layer is sort of leaning into your curiosity and your growth and your joy. And that's where you were talking about the knowledge base and having uh, professional opportunities and and chances to develop and learn new things. And then finally, we really get to that whole meaning and purpose part of, of like, what is the impact? What, what are you doing and, and how are you changing someone else's life for the better? And I think that the abundance aspects, the themes that you've woven throughout here really go all the way through that because it is so much more than just money, which is not to discount the money in any way. Like 
getting the other pieces in place helps, I believe, the money pieces. Um, has that been something you found? Actually, that's an interesting side question. When people um, focus a little bit more on some of the other abundant areas, does it help them with the challenges of managing their debt? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yes, yes. And it goes both ways. And so I've seen folks who really buckle down and they pay off their student debt and they also get more physically fit at the same time. Because once you've committed to one thing, it makes it a little bit easier to commit to something else like, okay, I'm going to exercise three times a week or I'm going to eat healthier and this is what I'm going to do to do that. So I've seen it go that direction. The other way that I've seen that I've seen abundance uh, kind of come through with that is folks who really lean in and say, "Okay, this is what I really want to do," and it may not work out, uh, but this is what I'm most passionate about, and they lean into that. And especially if it's something that if it's something that other people resonate with as well then suddenly they have more opportunities and mm-hmm. then they may see that they've got opportunities to increase their income. That is awesome. Yeah. I like how it goes both ways and, and as it should, you know, there's so many, so many layers to these pieces. So if people wanted to learn more about you and your work, how could they do that? Sure. So you can go to vetfinancialsummit.com and take a look at that. We have a, a blog and a podcast, and we have a, the Veterinary Financial Summit that is coming up in September, and that's going to be virtual. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for checking out the Pet Professionals Unleashed at Work and Home podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps get the word out about the podcast and, of course, my featured guests. And if you'd like to immerse yourself in more helpful goodness for pet professionals, come join my free Facebook group, Resilient and Thriving Pet Pros. You can find that at thrivingpetpros.com. Thanks so much. See you next time.